volatility, uncertainty, complexity. This is the work environment that is our reality. What will leaders need to know to be successful in the future? Who will they need to be to build team member commitment? How will they need to show up to create a motivating environment for their people? Welcome to the Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast, a dialogue about how leaders will need to adapt to be successful in a rapidly changing world. And now, please join your host and executive producer, Sal Sylvester, to engage in the conversation about the future of leadership and how to transform people into confident leaders. Hello, and welcome to season four of Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership. I am Sal Sylvester, your host and founder and CEO of 512 Solutions, an executive coaching and leadership development firm based in Boulder, Colorado, helping organizations create healthy, aligned, and more human workplaces. I'm also the founder and CEO of Coach Metrics, a cloud-based tool that we developed to measure behavioral change in coaching and leadership development. Thank you for joining me today to talk about the future of leadership. As you may know, Season four is our future of work season. As we think about the post-pandemic era, the hybrid work environments that we're all trying to figure out and what our future looks like, leaders will need to think and act differently in terms of how they are engaging their workforce. So this season, I'm interviewing human resources executives to get a sense of what they're seeing in the workplace, in our environment, in our society, and how they are guiding their organizations. Today's guest is Allison Meadows. She is the Chief People Officer at Evolve Vacation Rental, an incredible company in Denver, Colorado. Amazing culture, amazing people, amazing leadership. For the past 15 years, Allison Meadows has dedicated her professional career to all things people. She's helped build and shape great teams and cultures at several high-growth companies, including Noodles and & Company and Ibotta. In her current role as Evolve's Chief People Officer, Allison's focus is on the Evolver experience and ensuring Evolve remains a trusted employer, which is critical to the company's mission to be the most trusted hospitality brand in vacation rental. All right, so let's head out to the interview with Allison now. Hello, Allison. Hi, Sal. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And so excited that you're on the Future of Leadership podcast. So, Allison, as we enter this post-pandemic era, if you will, in what ways are you noticing employees' attitudes changing about how they think about work and or what they expect from their employers in the workplace? Yeah, great question, Sal. A topic I've been thinking a lot about lately And when I think about it, it's narrowed down to, I think, two reflections the past year plus around perspective and priorities. And I think the journey we've all been is really focused on that. We've had different perspectives of the past year and a half, both professionally and personally, and that has changed our priorities, which ultimately changes the teammate attitude at work. And candidly, I think, and and we hear it now, I've heard the tsunami of turnover, the great separation. People have realized in those priorities that life is short and I'm not going to tolerate a bad boss, a bad team, a bad culture, a bad job I don't like. I mean, the list goes on. And that's what 
leaders have to address today in order to be successful in the future. I also have been thinking a lot about, shoot, as a mom and my kids, mm -hmm. like this has been an interesting shift that I think education has actually experienced where the hard chairs and desks of previous classrooms are shifting to be more experiential and softer seating and being able for kids to come and show up in the classroom as they want. And that's what employers are gonna have to make that shift as well. A stand-up desk doesn't cut it anymore. People have learned what makes them most productive at work and they're expecting that in the upcoming years. Just like we saw that shift in education, I think this has been a great shift for corporate America and what they're going to need to do to make everyone the most productive and set up for success in a professional life. I love that comment. A stand-up desk doesn't cut it anymore. It's almost like it's a great perk, but it's really surface level yeah. compared to this really deep human experience that we've all been going through in the last 16, 17 months. For sure. Yeah. So perspective and priorities. Say mm -hmm. a little bit more about how perspectives have changed and how that's led into changing priorities. Yeah, I think perspective has changed a lot of like how people are thinking about work-life harmony. It's never balanced. I don't like that word. I think the word harmony is the right thing. And the perspective is I can be successful at work while still picking up my kids. I can be successful at work, though fit in a run in the middle of the day and focus on my health. I can be successful at work remotely and still make the connections that I used to enjoy at the office. That's the type of perspective that I think individuals have been able to think about. They've been able to spend more time with family and friends potentially in the last year and a half because they are working from their parents' house. But that relationship too has given them perspective around spending time with others that are important to them as well. So those are the types of things where prioritizing, whether it's parenthood, other relationships, mental health, physical health, other passions are where teammates are saying, where does this all fit in? Yes, I still need to bring in a paycheck, but I can also fit these other things into my lifestyle and have that harmony that maybe wasn't there prior to COVID. Yeah, I love that concept of harmony versus balance. And I even think about my own life, Allison, and with the absence of the commute into Denver or mm -hmm. you know, 30 flights a year for business, I'm able to, I get up early. I work from like 5.30 to 7 or 7.30, have breakfast with the kids and Rachel, and then I get a workout in. It's been a complete shift of schedule for me. And now imagine this with 700 employees and then how do you adapt to that? Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it too, Sal. I do miss my commute because it was my alone time some days, oh, yes. <laughs> but I agree, like I enjoy cooking. I've been able to make more, meals in the past year and mm -hmm. a half that I feel proud of versus kind of throwing them together at the end of the day. So we've each figured that piece out that kind of what brings us joy along the way and why that's going to be continue to be important. And which is why I think employers have to be more flexible going forward because people aren't going to want to give that up. Yeah. So that leads me to my next question, which is how does the enterprise respond or how is your enterprise responding? 
Yeah, great question, Sal. I mean, shoot, I don't think we're much different than many others, but flexibility, I think, is yeah. just a key priority moving forward. At Evolve, we have what we call the Evolver experience, which really encompasses all things related to working at Evolve. And we're thinking through that lens where we want to be able to attract individuals that wouldn't have commuted to downtown Denver previously. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to give, there was a great example recently, we have a teammate you know, struggling with some issues and they're able to stay home and not have to worry about coming into the office moving forward. And that's really important to them. We're going to become a more diverse and inclusive evolve because we're more flexible. And that's something I'm excited about as well. But all of the flexibility comes with a little bit of anxiety, both on the the teammate perspective and the people leader perspective. And those are some of the things we've got to get the organization ready for as we march towards a transition this fall. It is change and it's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. This concept, this idea of flexibility has come up consistently in our interviews this season from the CHRO at Columbia Sportswear, at HPE, and in other interviews that we've had. What are you most anxious about? And let me maybe preface this. There's no playbook for anybody <laughs> how to do this thing. So of course there is anxiety. I'm curious what keeps you up at night or what you are most anxious about with this new newest transition? Yeah, I think one thing I've been anxious about is how do we continue to make connections in a hybrid world? It was very easy when you're all in office and what that looked like from a culture perspective. It was a little bit easier to transition when we all went to a virtual world but hybrid is different. And how do we make sure that we have the right programs, expectations, norms to make sure everyone does feel included and to make sure connections are being made and that there is that connection to the culture and organization that was easier to create when we were all under the same roof. So that's probably what keeps me up at night the most is that connections piece. I think Really simply, I saw one of my teammates who reports to me for the last six months for the first time in person yesterday. It was Mm. so great. And at the same time, like, it's a little weird to meet people that you have had just a birch. I mean, I interviewed her over Zoom. I hired her on Zoom. We spent a lot of time together on Zoom. It was so nice to be able to see her. But it's weird. And I think that's what we've <laughs> got. To, we've got to be able to help our teammates transition into that space and the comfort level of everyone is going to be different. The reentry is, is a journey. Looking forward to it in a lot of ways, but know that I'm an extrovert, so I'm okay with it. But even for me, it has been difficult. So I can only imagine what is going through the minds of others when hundreds of people show up at the office. I had a similar experience. I walked into a client's lobby this week. We went on site for a a factory tour in their facility. And we've been working with them for several months, completely virtually. And I walked in and I looked at one of our lead clients and I said, oh my gosh, you're way taller than I expected (laughs) to see you. So he was like towering over me. And I just never picked up on that after months of virtual connection over Zoom. It is like, there's this energy. It's a little bit of anxiety, some excitement. We're experiencing that as well. Yeah. 
What advice do you have for teams as they start to work in this hybrid environment? We've gotten used to the virtual environment before we had this in-person environment. How should teams respond? A couple of things that I've been thinking a lot about. I think actually sharing those feelings of anxiety or whatever on the minds of both the leader of the entire team and the teammates is super important. I just think transparency is the way to go these days. It actually relieves individuals, I think, for leaders to be more vulnerable in those difficult or transitioning times. So that's what I would encourage leaders to do is just be vulnerable during this time. It's time to do a team start, stop, continue. What's Mm -hmm, working, what's not working, especially around meetings. My goodness, those are just, it's time to shift like back to what's the purpose of this meeting? Why are we meeting? Who should be there? How long should it be? We're just in a rut and it's a great time to look at those. And if teams have formal norms or not, Relooking at what that looks like in a hybrid environment, I think is going to be really important. Are cameras on? Are they off? Are we all on Zoom together or not? What are our expectations around communication? It's the little things that actually are going to make the biggest difference as we go through this change, I think. Yeah, I love that because there's just an element of absolute practicality in there. There's the vulnerability piece, which is so key. And I think we do have to be vulnerable. We're not going to get it right. We have to be able to iterate as we're making this new transition. Mm -hmm. But the practicality around what's working, what's not, what do we change? What new norms do we need in this hybrid environment? What's the purpose of our meetings? It's easy for us to lose all of those in the efficiency of having worked in this virtual environment for so long. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Allison, thank you so much for being on the show. Super insightful. I know this is going to be a great episode for our listeners. Thanks, Sal. Great to chat about the future of work. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast. You can get session notes on our website at 512solutions.com. That's the numbers 512solutions.com. Please follow and like the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're tuning in. And if you want to learn more about how we can help transform your people into confident and action-oriented leaders, please check out our website at 512solutions.com. I look forward to continuing the conversation about the future of leadership. I'm out.